Hi, I'm Gareth, and over the next few weeks, I'm going to continue talking to you about a book called The Code, a book published by Christian Vision for Men. Now, The Code is basically 12 principles or codes that will help us to become better men. Code one from the book is Jesus is my captain, brother, rescuer, and friend. Over the last few weeks, we've thought about the fact that God loves us so much that he wouldn't let us stay in the mess that we were in. And so he sent his only son, Jesus, into our world to pay the price for our sin. He died on the cross, not for any wrong that he had done, but for the sins that we commit, the mess we make up of our lives. If we believe in him, the Bible says he becomes our saviour, our rescuer. Because he's done all this, he has saved us. Because he's done all this, we owe him our lives. And so he's earned the right to become our captain. Or as the Bible puts it, Lord. That means the boss of our lives. We want to live lives then that, that go on to please him. Today I'm going to be talking about Jesus is my friend. Now, you might be like some people who find it difficult to truly accept that Jesus can be your friend. The first thing they might say is, well, why would Jesus want to be my friend? If he knew what I'd done, what I was really like, why would he want to be my friend? You know, we live in a very lonely world. There's a loneliness epidemic. It's been increased by the COVID-19 epidemic that we have faced over the last year. Some of us have been rejected perhaps by friends in the past, even maybe loved ones perhaps, even been told by teachers that we are worth nothing, by parents even, or by employers, might have told us that we're no good. But as you said over the last few weeks, guys, and as you hear on this radio station day after day, God loves you. He knows everything you've done, and yet he still loves you. So much so that he sent his son to die for you, that we could become the friends of God once again. You know, if you know and will remember the story of a man who had a hundred sheep, and one wandered off and got lost. What did that man do? Well, he put the 99 safely in the fold, and then he went and he searched all night for the one sheep that had got into trouble. He risked his own life to find the one that was lost until he found him. And the Bible tells us he brings him home safely on his shoulders. You know, that's a picture of how much God loves us. He has come searching for us so that we could become his friends. Those first disciples were not perfect people. They were men just like you and me. Men who Jesus loved and Jesus died for. This is what it says in John chapter 15 in the Bible. This is what Jesus said. A person really loves his friends if he dies on behalf of them. Nobody could love anyone more than that. And you are my friends. If you obey my message, I call you my friends. Why would Jesus want to be your friend? Well, it's because he loves you and he died for you. He knows everything about you 
and he still loves you and he still died for you. One of the things about friendship is that it's a two-way process. Being a friend of Jesus is not just knowing about him, but it's knowing him personally, to know him as a friend. Some people, I think, ask sometimes, well, how can you be friends with someone you can't see? You can't see Jesus like you can see other friends. But you know, when you accept Jesus as your rescuer, your captain, he comes to live in you through his Holy Spirit, in you. So really, you could say, and it's true, he's closer to you than any other friend or any other person could ever be. In a book of the Bible called Proverbs, it's in the Old Testament, it says, he is the friend who sticks closer than a brother. He wants to be your closest friend. He says and promises, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, becoming the friend of Jesus is not really that difficult because he's done all the hard work. If you have accepted him as your rescuer, your saviour, your captain, that's your lord of your life, you can know him as your best friend too. Like all friendships, it starts with communication. If you've got a Bible, start reading it. And a good place to start is in the New Testament, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, which tell us all about Jesus. It also involves talking to him. That's called prayer. You'll find that he's listening and that in prayer, he'll also talk to you so that you can listen as well as talk. Having this relationship, this friendship with Jesus, is not just for the chosen few. It's not just for vicars or for bishops, not even just for those first disciples. It's what God wants for each one of us who say that we want to follow Jesus. It's what God wants for ordinary people like you and me. John Scriven was born in Ireland in 1819. He was educated and received a degree from Trinity College in Dublin, and he became a teacher. He planned to settle down and soon to marry. Life was good for Joseph. But unfortunately, the day before his wedding, his future wife drowned. The grief for Joseph was more than he could bear. So he emigrated to Canada to start a new life. There he met and fell in love again, and he planned to marry again. But you know, weeks before they were to be married, his, his new wife, his new wife-to-be, she became sick and died from illness. Joseph was all alone. He was aged 25 and he'd lost two future partners in life. From this heartache and his faith, a mission was born in his life. It was for helping the poor, the disabled, in any way that he could. And for the next 10 years, he made himself available to come alongside those that were in need. And he found comfort and purpose in serving the needs of others. Then on one occasion, when Joseph became ill, a friend who was visiting him discovered a poem near his bed and asked Joseph who had written it. 
Joseph replied that the Lord and I did it between us. Isn't that lovely? He thought the poem would perhaps speak to and bring some spiritual comfort to his mother, who still lived in Ireland and who was unwell. Joseph had not intended it that anyone else should hear the poem, read the poem, see the poem. It's a hymn now that has touched the hearts and lives of millions of people all over the world. Let me read this poem to you. Perhaps you recognise it. It's entitled, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. It says, What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Saviour, still our refuge, take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise, forsake thee? Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. Thou wilt find a solace there. Blessed Saviour, thou hast promised, thou wilt all our burdens bear. May we ever, Lord, be bringing all to thee in earnest prayer. Soon in glory, bright and clouded, there will be no need for prayer. Rapture, praise and endless worship will be our sweet portion there. What a friend we have in Jesus. And Joseph Scriven knew what it was like to have that friend in his life. And you and I can know this friendship with Jesus. He's just waiting for us. If that's what you want in your life, then pray this prayer after me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you that you want to be my friend. Help me to stay close to you. Amen. If you would like to know more about Jesus as your friend, then contact us here, or you can email me at gareth.pope at cvm.org.uk. Please join me next week as we look at the next part of the code. See you then.